Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Welcome to another podcast in the series, FinTalks from Finance Malta. I'm Vanessa McDonald, and here with me today, I have Rachel Zarb-Cousine, who is the tax director at Deloitte Malta. Rachel, you are the tax director, but you're also very involved in the grants and incentives. Can you give me an idea of what the funding landscape is like here in Malta for businesses willing to come here? Yes, sure. So thank you for having me. First of all, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here discussing this with you. Um, yes. So when looking at grants and incentives, I think grants and incentives is increasingly becoming more and more popular. Um, obviously, I think um, businesses are looking to grow. Costs are increasing. So I think um, accessing funding opportunities is always is always a plus and is always something businesses are looking to are looking to tap into. I think if we just start very briefly with the funding landscape in Malta, um, I would say there are three levels of funding. So you first start with national funding, which is funding which is administered administered locally, administered by Malta Enterprise, for example. Um, that is one level of funding. We then go to EU funding. Um, there is EU direct funding, and that is typically funding which is administered by the um, European Commission. And then we also have indirect EU funding, and that is funding which is coming through the EU, but is administered and implemented locally. So- okay, we will go into the, the how to actually get these funds, because I think uh, a lot of people are always so terrified that it's going to be terribly complicated. But let's start with the, the you know, the, the bottom line is, how do you actually approach this whole issue? Okay, so I think um, if, if I may start with the issue, probably most issues we face in practice is that businesses think about think about funding a bit too late in the day. So when after they've made the decision to come to Malta, for example. Well, I think it's it's not even just coming to Malta. I think even I mean let's talk about exactly foreign businesses who come to Malta or locally set up businesses already. Um, I think it's about when when looking at their strategy and determining um, their investment strategy and when they're going to make an investment, be it a, a, an investment whether it's it's construction or, or or an investment such as an investment into. Uh, digitalization of certain systems. Um, I think what we see is that they they think about funding a bit too late in the day. It seems to be an afterthought. Um, So that is a problem because some of the funding opportunities need pre-approval. So unless you, you think about that almost first when you're thinking about what investments do I want to make, then you may risk losing funding because you've accessed it you're you're looking to access it too late so probably when looking at their investment strategy um i would say we should be looking at at medium to long term investment strategies and having conversations there around what are your plans what are your plans around your projects let's look at those plans let's assess those plans and see what kind of grants and incentives we can tap into like i said i've excluded probably short term because um you don't have enough time to, to, to look to, to kind of assess grants and incentives, make the application. This is this is quite a lengthy process, you know. This is not you, you, you make an application and within a week your funding is approved. Here you go. Very good. Um, there, there's quite a long process to it, which we which we can discuss and we'll get to. So the idea is that businesses should be more aware of the funding opportunities which there are out there, or at least if they are not aware 
look at your strategy, look at your medium to long-term investment plan and discuss with, with advisors or people in the know around grants and incentives around how you can tap into funding in those areas. But don't leave it too late because if you've started work or if you've started um, developing that project, you risk losing funding. Which kind of areas would people be looking for funding? I mean, in manufacturing, it's really easy because they give you a, a yeah. you know a, a site at subsidized rates. Yes. But for for businesses, it might be a little bit less intuitive. It is. It is. So I think there are. I'm not going to talk specifically about about the different funding opportunities. Um, we, we can discuss that separately during another talk. But I think if I just had to look at them and group them, we're probably looking at. So there are initial investment projects. So they were looking at um, businesses which are looking to, to, to venture out into new activities or extend their current activities or diversification of their activities or even acquiring closed establishments. And over there, we're looking at investment schemes. Um, there are also similar schemes available for, for SMEs and similar schemes available for startups. What we have seen as a relatively recent development there is that the, the, the aid which you are granted may, may, may be different depending on, on where you are going to carry out your investment project. So they look at Malta and Gozo, they've split them up into different regions and based on where you will be carrying out your investment project, the level of aid which you may be granted may be different depending on where you will be located. And that's obviously one of the uh, incentives to try and get more investment in certain areas, for example. For example yeah. Exactly. And there are certain so there are certain areas which are actually excluded and certain areas where, where the aid intensity which you get is, is larger than in other areas. So yes, I think it's they've developed what we call the, the, the regional map for Malta. Um, we then look at development of business. So there are there are business development schemes. Um, again, here we're looking at a new business, we're looking at um, re-engineering business processes, um, expansion projects, and very interesting digitalization schemes. In fact, I was going to say digitalization um, is the buzzword at yeah, the moment. And, and, and exactly, and there is funding for that. And I think that, that is where we have a lot of conversations with clients. And, and you mentioned digitalization, and they tell you, I didn't realize that that huge exercise which I undertook to update my systems and processes could have been eligible for funding. So, so yeah, I mean, digitalization is, as you're saying, yes. the, the, the And especially word. now that we're talking about fintech, for example. Exactly. I mean, it seems to be, you know, artificial intelligence exactly. and all of exactly. these kind of and things. And there's a lot of funding which is available there. So, so when you're looking at that, even in the financial services sector, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of, obviously, digitalization and we're seeing a lot of, a lot of businesses looking to access funding. So that is crucial. I think another, another very popular area is ESG. Um, uh, businesses are looking to, to, to operate in a more sustainable manner. Um, they're looking to update their systems and processes to be more um, energy efficient. Again, over there, a lot of funding opportunities. It is, it is a priority at the moment. So we're seeing Malta Enterprise constantly issue new grants and, and funding in relation. Malta Enterprise being the agency that looks yes. after these yes. kind of investments. Yes. Yes. yes, I think if you, if you I, I, when we're looking at ESG as, as well, it can be taken on a, on a very large scale when you look at the EU and, and, and all the funding opportunities which are coming out of the EU. So I think ESG is at the moment a, a top priority and again a very popular request from clients. Um, uh, obviously, as you can understand, any project which is going to look to, 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 to improve energy efficiency costs quite a lot. Um, so businesses are always looking at how can we get funding to help us um, improve our energy efficiency. And, and that is definitely an area of keen interest at the moment. Another area is training. 
um, skills training. Um, there is a particular scheme for training of your of your of your employees, training of individuals, and over there there is there is a lot of funding that can be accessed to ensure that people are having the right skill set. And I think this is coming obviously from from a place of people need to be retrained. Digitalization is coming Absolutely. in. Absolutely, I mean, needs to be, yeah. Malta has one of the lowest unemployment rates yeah. at the moment, and we rely. You know, we've got we're very proud of our cosmopolitan mm-hmm. workforce, but even that is not enough because. Across Europe now, people are, you know, uh, entities are facing the same problems, trying to fill 100%, vacancies. One hundred percent. So I mean, training, training, training is at the top. It's called the the, the skills development scheme. Um, again, it's something which we're seeing clients access a lot. Um, uh, it, it covers it covers any sort of training. It covers online training. Um, it covers overseas training. So I think it's 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 a very important scheme for businesses to keep in mind. And and any business, so to speak, um, is looking to constantly train. So I think there definitely businesses should consider eligibility. Another another area is definitely research and development. Um, a very a very big area um, of focus. I think any project which is looking to carry on research and development activities is most likely going to be eligible for funding. So there, any businesses in that space should most certainly look to determine whether they can access funding. Would that, account, would that work also for, for financial services though? We don't associate research and development very much with fintech, yeah, I think but in fact think, these are the sandboxes that everybody talks about. Yeah, I think there it gets a bit more difficult, um, but, but my recommendation to businesses would definitely be um, don't automatically feel that you are excluded from accessing funding. I think there is always scope to look at your project, assess your project and determine funding opportunities. Um, uh, So I wouldn't outright say forget it, you're in the financial services industry, you're not eligible. Now, I mean, all of these all of these funding opportunities, um, when issued, come with, with very specific guidelines. Um, so so, so there's, there's quite a process to them, and, and, and we can discuss that in more detail. But that would be my key message to businesses. Don't automatically feel you're excluded. Have those conversations and see what you as can do. As early as possible. As early as possible, definitely. <laughs> yes. and, and, and also, if you are, if you are, if you are a, a, a foreign-based also business where, where you have several several entities, not just in Malta, look at EU funding because there could be very interesting opportunities there and opportunities which could lead you to also needing to enter into joint ventures perhaps with other 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 groups and you can also expand from there. So I think funding can lead you to a lot more. You just need to be conscious of it and, and open your eyes to it. Of course there's a lot of synergy as well when you when you start talking to other companies definitely. that have the same definitely. problems definitely. and are looking definitely. for solutions definitely. which might be definitely. easier to develop. EU funding for example requires a lot of collaboration. Mm. Um, um, uh, so that is why it's EU funding because it's requiring you to collaborate um, and to come together to, to, to create an incent- the incentive effect so whereby you are contributing to the economies in a certain way so um, uh, that, that is definitely an interesting opportunity for companies Okay, we said you can apply for all of this stuff. Yes, How, where on earth do you start? Okay, I think so this is the, the biggest the problem. And obviously what you do at Deloitte is, yeah. is very important. So I think the process needs to be, as I said, first and foremost, you, you, you consider your strategy. You have a conversation with, with, with a person, be it an, an advisor or someone who is in the know around grants and incentives. You have a conversation there. Talk to them about your strategy. Talk to them about your plans. And then the first step would be assessing eligibility. 
what can we tap into, what are we eligible to tap into, how much can we, can we possibly obtain, and also another important consideration is do we get a cash grant or do we get a tax credit. Um, so these are all the, the, the initial conversations which you should be having, um, establishing your eligibility criteria and determining ultimately which scheme you're going for so you can start completing your application. Now, the applications, as you can imagine, require the compilation of quite a lot of information and documentation, all of which needs to be submitted together with your, with your application. That is where we see the bulk of the work. Which needs to which needs to be done because you need to you need to you need to if depending on the project you need to give in a lot of data you need to give in quotations if you're looking at an investment project of a certain of a certain of a certain size so there's a lot of information which you need to compile there and and that that is why I told you it takes time that can take a lot of time to compile so you come with a project which you're looking to start off next month chances are you're not going to make it in time because it requires quite a lot of work. After you, after you submit all your, applica your application information and all your su supporting documentation, it goes to Malt Enterprise, for example, if we're applying under a scheme with Malt Enterprise, and then they go through their own process of, of approving. And that, again, can take some time. They come back, they question. We're talking weeks, months, years? No, we can we're talking months. Let's say, months. No, we're not talking years. We're not talking weeks. We're talking months. <clears throat> um, so we're talking it's, it's a matter of months. I mean, it can take three months. It can take six months. I think it's always dependent on the project, depending on the, on, on the level of the investment and also the amount of funding which you're looking to receive. Um, Malt Enterprise, if your project is approved, issues a, a letter of intent, um, which is basically saying that they intend to, 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 to assist you with, with, with funding. Um, and then from then on, you can, so to speak, start your project. And once you've started your project, you then make a claim. So once you've incurred the costs, you then go back to, as we said, for example, Malt Enterprise, make the claim and start to recover your, 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 your tax benefit or your cash grant. Rachel. It sounds simple, but not so simple. <laughs> not so simple. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for sharing all that wisdom me. with us. Thank you. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.